uh, Jeff Spears. Uh, I'm a hillbilly that loves Jesus. Uh, so if I say words you ain't figured out yet, uh, ask somebody later, they're used to me by now. We're going to be talking today, and uh, God gave me the title of Thanks But No Thanks. So, how many of you have uh, ever had somebody say thanks that didn't really mean thanks? Right? Do you know even sinners... Uh, the people that don't believe in Jesus say, thank God in a, as an expression of relief. But are they really thanking God, or is it just an expression of, whew, missed it by that much? You know what I'm saying? How many of you have actually said thanks without meaning it? You see, I, I have. Uh, in fact, just, just this week, I told my wife, hey, baby, just want to let you know, I filled up the trash bag for you to take out. And she said, Thanks. That wasn't really, <laughs> thank you, I so much appreciate everything you've done. It was like, thanks for nothing, partner. Right? Right? Uh, it's the benefit of being crippled. Here's the thing I want you to understand. Thanks is not just a word, though. True thanks is a condition of your heart. True thanks is a condition of your heart. You see... Friday, when that doctor looked us in the eye and said, there's no cancer in your body. In fact, we can't even run any tests because you have less markers in your body than somebody who's never battled cancer in their life. That's restoration past good to gooder, right? And every time we get, it's gooder and gooder and gooder. And it's like, whew! But you know what? I, when I said thanks to that doctor, I really didn't mean, oh, I'm so grateful. But when we got in the van, I started thanking God. It was a different thanks. It, 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 am I the only one understanding the difference? The difference is thanks. How many of you said thanks for nothing? Nobody? I'm the only feller. I love the fact that I say that. Somebody's like, oh, here. And I said, thanks for nothing. You know, here's more work for you. Thanks for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for being so gracious to me. <laughs> Giving me more work. You just go sit in your little cubicle. Oop. <laughs> right turn. <laughs> That's bad in NASCAR, by the way. <laughs> I just thought I'd let you know that. But here, I want y'all, you got a Bible. If you ain't got a Bible, get your cell phone. Just try to refrain from Facebook. Uh, there should be a Bible underneath the seat in front of you, you too. But uh, I want you to tune to, turn, 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 good Lord. Tune in next week. No, turn to Luke 18, chapter 18. We're going to start in verse 9. And we're going to go through 14. So, I want you to understand the setting. They're in the temple. And it says, To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. 
The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I need you to understand what's going on here. First, we're going to identify, we're going to start real slow. I'm going to go real slow here. So first off, they're both men because of their position. Right? Equal. I got to get there. I jumped ahead. Both came to pray, right? Both came to the temple. Both came to talk to the same God, and both spoke for their condition. What was the difference? You see, the Pharisee, let's check him out first. First thing it says, he stood. You can stand and pray, you know that, right? But he stood, this particular time was more to look at me. To give him a point of status. You understand what I'm saying? And then he stood to be seen. And then he said, by the way, if you think about this, if the Pharisee thought that kneeling would have gave him more favor, he'd have knelt. You understand what I'm saying? If it would have made him look better to the other people, he'd have knelt. But he thought, I'm going to stand in all my righteousness. You see, the thing of it, it kind of reminds me, anybody ever had a kid that you've punished and you go, you go sit in that corner and you can tell in their head they're looking at you going, I may be sitting on the outside, but I'm standing on the inside. Well, you ain't never done that yourself. I see giggles going on because like, oop, I've done that one, right? Because that's the whole idea, right? Is like a defiant child. This man was standing there saying, look at me. You see, position doesn't always mean anything. I'm going slow because there's some of you need some aha moments here. Position doesn't mean something. You see, he, he, could, he would be wearing his finest religious robes of the day. And his prayer, he said, God, I thank you. If he had stopped right there, he'd have been left on the right track, right? You see, but then, here's what he did. He started praying to himself, uh, or by himself, for himself. Because then he said this, I am not like other man. I am something. I am not a sinner like others are. I am not like this man in particular. This tax collector rated as the worst of the sinners. I am not like the child molester. I am not like a murdering terrorist. We love to give a good, bad example. Well, I must be saved because I'm not like that guy. Oh, I must be closer to Jesus because I don't act like that. Or I didn't go here. Or I don't talk like that. How many of you are guilty of judging or trying to quantify where you are at spiritually by what other people are doing? 
Do you know that's normal? That's normal. Well, you don't believe that? You know why they say hurting people hurt people? Do you know why that's even a thing? Is because hurt people retaliate to where you feel the same pain they feel. They're judging you against what somebody else has done. You see, the thing of it is, is in our Christian walk, comparison is ignorance. Because, you know, even me as a minister of the gospel, I'm still just a human man. And you know that means I'm going to make a mistake. That means I'm going, to, I'm going to do something because my earthly man sometimes jumps up. There's times I have to leave my pistol at home. Because I wake up in a mood. Anybody's ever woke up in a mood? If you don't, go to Las Vegas. I think everybody that lives in Las Vegas slams their hand in the door of the car before they get in to drive. Because they get in mad. They drive angry. On the way here this morning, we was driving, and my wife, she's so beautiful, and, and she's sitting in the driver's seat, and I'm sitting behind her, and, and I'm reading my scripture and doing my stuff and finishing up everything. And she's driving, and all of a sudden, this, this motorcycle come up 5,000 miles an hour, revving up, scared us all to death. I thought she tinkled a little bit. We had to check. But she pulled around, and whoo! And then he flipped us the bird. We're in a church van. I'm like, come on. God saw that too. <laughs> We're holy. It says it's family church right on the side of the van. People are angry. And they expect you to do things the way they do it. And when you don't, they point out your faults, don't they? Why are you comparing yourself against other Christians? Why are you trying to act like other Christians? Because... You see, you're trying to look for an earthly, trying to look for an earthly. Somebody's getting holy Jesus juice right now. Here's the thing. She's getting her monster energy drink opened up, and she's like, here's the thing. We got to understand something. You know why we compare ourselves to others? Is because we're looking for an earthly pattern. That's not what we're supposed to be looking for. You see, Jesus came to earth to set a pattern. Now, he's not here today. But he gave us a book. And he gave us the Holy Spirit. So, yes, he is. You may not see him. Even when you don't see it, he's working. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. Right? I want you to understand something. You looking for an earthly man to give you guidance? Derp. You need to pull that one out, right? That's not happening. Because guess what? How many people, you know how many people I know that don't know Jesus Christ today and aren't serving Jesus Christ today because they believed in Jim Baker? Um, you hear me? I have people right now that I know personally that were sending thousands of dollars a year to Jim Baker Ministries that were, oh, we're not coming to church this Sunday, Pastor Jim Baker's doing a thing. And, and you don't understand. Jim and Tammy Faye were a big deal. And you know what? When that fell down, they lost their faith because they had their faith in a man and not in Jesus Christ. 
you best not be following a man unless his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one who died for your sins. You best not be following anybody that's walking here. I got news. I had somebody who said, you, you're one of them Republicans. I'm like, yep. <laughs> and? <laughs> Could you tell because I'm a preacher <laughs> and I'm going to heaven? <laughs> That's how come you didn't call me another kind? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? He goes, you're one of them. You, you, you have all your faith and trust. And I said, no. I don't have all my faith and trust in Trump. You're wrong. Trump's just a man. I have my faith in Jesus Christ. And if he puts Trump or DeSantis or I don't care who he puts in there, guess what? He can use the brainless guy in the office right now to take care of business. My God's bigger than anybody. You understand? But I got news. I'm not following a man. I'm praying to Jesus. And I know what the Lord says. The Lord says, thou shalt not. That ain't even on here. That's $1.25. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> Do you understand in his prayer, he used, I am like this. I, 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 I. Five times. How many times do you say, I, God, I need. God, I want. God, I want you to. God, would you please for me. God, how many times in your prayer are you praying about you that it's all about me? How many times in your prayer life are you so self-centered? Gary, do you know Jesus Christ is your Savior? You're, you're fixed. No, you, you don't understand that. I want you to hear me. You're fixed. Because guess what? Even if you had a, de- a death sentence of cancer, guess what? God has his way. You're fixed. You have a promise. That even if, you know, you got to understand something. My dog died of kidney failure. That's ironic. Right? Because here I got this hose hanging out of my stomach. I got off. I had to hook up last night. Dijon, he moved into my house. Dijon's living with us. And it's crazy because Dijon last night, it was like 8.30. I'm like, oh, I got to go hook up. He goes, well, I got to leave the house, you know, at 7 o'clock in the morning to get to, to Overton on time. And so I've got to be able to be off my machine by 6 to where I can shower and do my hair and shave and brush my teeth and get in the van. To get here, right? And then it's one of the things where he was like, Whoa. You know what's funny is my dog died and it hurt bad. I started thinking about how much love that dog gave us. And I figured it out. God gave me this dog to get me through some tough times. Here, my son moved out, broke his mama's heart, right? My son moved out, my dog died. And then she got the news, you're cancer free. Do you understand, my God, if you're you're praying only for you, you're missing the mark. You're missing the mark. 
you're saying thanks, but no thanks. Thanks for nothing. Because I got news. The only that God, I thank you. I thank you for your son. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for your promise of healing. I thank you for eternal life. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my church. I thank you for the word of God that I can read and get me through the stuff I can't get through on my own. I thank you for the promise that you're going to always work things out good for me because I love you. I thank you for the promise that if I raise my child up in the way of God that he'll never depart. I will tell you right now, if you don't stop with thanks, 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 and it's I, 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 you getting exactly what you deserve. Eh. We got to figure out where's your heart in the position. Is do you understand the tax collector? He said he stood. He also stood, but he stood afar off. You know what that meant? That meant he would be like over in the annex over here to where he wasn't even worthy to be up here. He stood afar off because you know what? It wasn't about you looking at me and me. It was about me and God. He said no. He started praying God. He said he started beating his chest. Do you know why he beat his chest? Anybody in here ever done something stupid and went... Okay, I'm going to ask for a show of hands. Anybody in here ever gotten something stupid and went like this? Why? Because you know that's where the problem's at. You don't do something stupid and go, your leg didn't do it. The root toot in here, right? You had a brain toot. Because I can't say fart in church. You had a dick, right? I, I did. <laughs> Oops, you'll have to beep that out. Okay, I want you to understand. Well, y'all said it once. Here's the thing. I want you to understand something. He started beating his breast. Why? Because the problem was a heart condition. It wasn't a thought process. It was his heart. And he wanted God to know he's seen where the problem was. And he said, forgive me a sinner. He spoke to his condition. Do you understand? This was not a man wanting anybody else but God to hear him. Hear the Pharisees over there saying, I fast twice a week. You might as well go ahead and eat, buddy. Because your fasting's going nowhere. If you're doing it for everybody to see how good you are and how much of a Christian, all you're doing is doing intermittent fasting to lose weight, dummy. In fact, in fasting, when it says to fast in the Bible, it says do not look downtrodden. Do not draw attention to yourself. It says that you need to look like you're happy. How many of you are happy to not eat? I can't do it. I can't. I got a little bitty belly. And, and we, I had to stop at the, the, the store up here because I ate at like 6.30 this morning. And by the time I got to that store, I was like, I got to eat something, right? I was dying, and my wife pulled in there, and I was like, oh, thank God. And I got this croissant that was terrible, and, and, and I ate it anyway. 
Because my belly was going, feed me, Seymour. You know what I'm saying? I was hungry. <laughs> and I ate this terrible croissant. And I got halfway through and I'm like grabbing it up. My wife said, did you eat that all? Because <laughs> she was hungry too. She wouldn't eat it neither. She looked at it and went, eh. <laughs> wrapped it back up. But I was hungry, right? But I washed it down with the monster and it made it all better. So I want you to understand something. If you're doing something to prove yourself, it ain't about you and me. It ain't about you and your husband. It ain't about you and your wife. It ain't about you and your church leader. It ain't about you and your workers. If it ain't about just you and God, you might as well not do it. Are you hearing me? When you say thanks, when you say thanks to God, it's between you and God. You see, I've seen too many miracles in my life. Too many, Vanette. I'm talking in my personal life. I mean, you're talking about a, a dummy. I'm a redneck, right? Uh, at, at 10 years old, I was riding on the tailgate of a pickup truck, and we was going down the road at 60 miles an hour, and we hit a bump, and I flipped out, and I skidded for 114 feet on my head, wore a, a hole about the size of a softball in my skull. My brain was swelling out. They didn't know what to do back in that day. They said, well, we're going to just let him die. And my mom and my daddy come in, and I was fighting off nurses because I wasn't in my right mind. And my dad came in, and my, he anointed my head with oil and said, In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. And I went to sleep, and I woke up 10 days later, no problem, no harm, no foul. That's a miracle. When, you, when your noggin is swelling out the back of your head, burp, you done, son. And I thought, well, that's crazy. I fell when I was 14 years old. I was a freshman in high school. I went onto a 20-foot high dive to do a, to do, you know, we had it at the pool. I don't know if you remember back in the day, we used to have high dives at the pool. It was 20 foot. I got up to talk, and Julie Tobin was, uh, she took a, a bottle of, we used to throw things off and then try to catch it, you know, you'd jump. And she decided she was going to take a bottle of baby oil. It's the only thing she had to throw. And she spilled it all over the top step. When I went up there, my foot came out from underneath me. I fell 20 foot and landed flat on my back. Broke my back, both my ankles, and my knee. And <clears throat> had a concussion. And my, my granddad come to pick me up. And he goes, get up, son. And Mr. Eccles almost tackled him and said, he can't. He can't. He, go. he goes, in the name of Jesus, I said, rise. I got up and walked myself to the ambulance. <laughs> Which was, today, I right? You don't do that kind of stuff. But when you're a hillbilly, you just do what your granddad said. Because <laughs> I've been hit once or twice by that man, and I wasn't going to have three times, right? So I got myself on up. Guess what? It's funny because they put everything back together and told me, well, he may never walk again. Well, I did until three years ago. <laughs> that was crazy. Then, then I got married. Stuff changed. Right? Oh, no, what? Not, no, you weren't a bad thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> the marriage part was. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know. We were, we were married. And then, guess what? We had this hairy-legged boy. And at five years old, 
Three aneurysms burst in his brain at the same time. The doctor said, there's nothing we can do. He had seven different brain procedures. They put experimental parts in his head, and they told us he'd be a vegetable. Well, y'all seen him. He ain't no vegetable. He's, he's amazing. They don't know how to this day that he walks or talks. Because his brain don't function the way everybody else's does. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Then we get him all done and we get him fixed. And then what, September 13th, I roll over and I, I, I put my arm over my wife to go to sleep. And I feel a softball on the top of her chest to find out that she had breast cancer. Now, you know that it takes a while for the medical system to do anything. We found out on September 13th, October, no, November. November 1st, she had her mastectomy. Two weeks, they got it out. And then they told us, well, it could be everywhere. Two years, you know, they did the lop it off of me and everything. And then two years of chemo. All the chemo she can ever have trying to beat it up. Then she gets cancer. And then she gets cancer. And then she gets cancer. And this time, they couldn't do anything. Couldn't do nothing about it. Told her there's no answer. No earthly, listen to me, no earthly way to be healed. Let me tell you about my Jesus. You see, we need to start thanking God for stuff even if it ain't happening now. I thank God every morning I wake up and she was there. I thank God every moment I open my eyes. I thank God for a dialysis machine. Because without it, I wouldn't be able to come and see your ugly faces. You see, some of us have got to be able to figure some things out. It was Gary's face, by the way, if you're wondering which one. (laughs) I just want to say, you know, I, I had a girl one time, I got to tell you this, I had a girl one time said, Pastor, I have an unsettling sin I need you to help me pray about. And the pastor said, well, what is it? He says, I can't help, but every time I come to church, to feel like I'm the most beautiful woman in the church. And I need, I need to get past this sin. And the pastor said, well, sweetheart, what you're feeling is not a sin. It's just a really bad judgment. See, some of you think you're all that in a bag of chips. You understand, I'm just a humble little fat dude in a wheelchair. Don't know much and nothing, but I do know my God saves And I do know my God heals. And I knew my God is coming back. And he's coming back soon. We better start being thankful with a thankful heart. Quit acting like that child. I might be, I might, why are you even here today, by the way? No, I'm serious. Why are you here? Are you here because your mom and dad drug you? Are you here because, well, I'm doing my part for God? Really? Do you know you're supposed to be here to say thanks to him for what has happened? Thanks for what's going to come? 
why are you sitting in this chair? To, to feel like you, I've done my part, now God, I'm going to go throughout the rest of the week and I'll have to think about you again? You see, where, where is your thankful heart? Is your thankful heart something that goes throughout the week or is your thankful heart just when something good happens? You understand? I want to go. I passed that one. I'll catch up. Hang on. Yep, passed that too. Yep, here it is. Yep, here we go. Here's the part where Jesus says, I tell you. You understand in the scripture, he says, I tell you. Jesus didn't ask the crowd who was justified. Why embarrass anybody? You understand what I'm saying? He's not going to publicly embarrass you. He's just going to say, I tell you. How surprised would you be if I told you that Billy Graham and Osama bin Laden went in and said a prayer? How surprised would you be if I told you that Osama bin Laden left justified more than Billy Graham? It's a condition of your heart. It depends. You see, we're judging people by the way they look on the outside or the way they act on the inside. God is looking at the condition of the heart. You hear me? That in the heart. You can dress up, you can dress up a pig, and guess what? It's still a pig. Right? You can dress, I can clean myself up and act a certain way, but you see, it's going, my character is going to end up showing at some point in time. It's a condition of your heart. When you want to be thankful, you need to be completely and honestly thankful. You got to understand, the temple to. There's no tax collectors anymore, although they did spend 80,000 or 80 million or whatever to get more. So guess what? I'm glad I'm disabled. That's all I'm saying. I don't have to file taxes anymore. Woo-hoo. Winning. I get a win. I thank God for that one, by the way. All the time. I want you to understand something. I'm done with that mess. Here's, here it goes. In order for you to fully receive what God has for you, He wants you to show that you are thankful. We just took communion today. That was a way to say thanks. I remember what you did for me, and I want to say thanks. Are you faking it? Are you just trying to do your part? If you're praying only for yourself. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Nobody nearly died right there. If you're only praying about yourself for yourself. You're missing a mark. You understand that? If it's all about you in your prayer time, you're missing the mark. You see, first, if you look at our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. First thing you do is you're you're putting God in his place. You're saying, I recognize who you are. I put you in the place of honor. Thy will be done, thy... Huh? Wait a minute. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. Now you're saying, I don't have to worry. You says that you're going to take care of me. Why do I have to beg for stuff? Give us this day our daily bread. Right? Do you know what that means? That means God's taking care of me. I don't have to worry. That means when the doctors tell you stupid stuff, like they're, you're dying, when they tell you, we don't understand. When they look at you and go, oh. You don't have to fret or worry because God said, I got you. Where are you at in your prayer? How many times in the Lord's prayer did he said, I, my Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Forgive us this day our daily, right? Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as I forgive my debtors. Do you understand that? One I. And that's God help me to forgive. Because Why? Because you can't receive forgiveness unless you give it also. Where are you at in your prayer? Where are you at in your prayer? What are you trying to find in your prayer? Are you wanting, God, give me a new car, give me a new house, give me a pretty girl, give me a pretty guy. God, give me, 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 give me. You need to start thanking him for what he's already given you. I go to Mexico every year. To remind myself how blessed I am. You see, some of you have never seen true poverty. Poverty. Some of you think you got it bad. You have no idea. And it's even worse in other places. But do you understand? You need to start thanking God. Truly thanking God. With a true heart. Not thanks for nothing. Thanks. How many of you are really thankful that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you? Truly thankful that Jesus died to give you hope of everlasting life, a way out of this earth without being in total torment for the rest of my life. This week as you go through, I pray that you will hear God talking to you and that you will be able to talk and say, thanks. Thank you, Lord, for all that I've gotten. Thank you, Lord, for my health. You don't know how thankful you need to be until you ain't got it. I never thanked God for my legs in my life. I wish I could today. Understand? Father, we love you. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the opportunity to say thank you for your son that you gave to me freely. To where he would die for me to give me hope. 
God, that he would open up a channel for me to speak with you. God, I pray right now as we go through this week that you remind us to be able to walk through this life with a thankful heart. Help us, Lord God, to pray correctly and we'll give you praise in Jesus' precious name. And everybody together says, Amen. God bless you. Thank you.